This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly, the other host. Well, welcome to podcast 26 of Sick and Wrong. What happened? <laughs> God, this sounds so rehearsed. Well, people, as we we, we promised you, we, we kind of dropped the ball on this. We promised Podcast 25 because this should be Podcast 25. And we had something planned. We had a special podcast planned for everyone where we were going to share our own personal sick and wrong stories. And we had our special guest that was supposed to come in the studio and share his sick and wrong story. Right. Well, it's still planned. It is still planned, but it's going to be postponed until next week. So this week, we're going to be doing Podcast 26, and next week will be Podcast 25. You know, and I'm so tempted to be pissed at your brother, but you're right. We dropped the ball because we forgot that it's Gay Pride Week. Exactly. And uh, your brother's on call in case there's any gay pride emergencies. He has to make it down there. Well, to, you dude, know. this is my brother's holiday. My brother lives for this shit. Why does it have to last a week, man? Dude, sodomy in public. This is like my brother's life. I mean, my brother is a proud gay man. He's going to bring some Old Testament wrath down on this city. And I, I don't know about people who live outside the country or in other areas of this country but this week in san francisco is gay pride week so it's gay pride well weekend and they have a gay pride right. parade and it's thousands gay, pride, of people. gay pride week in the gayest city in the united states yeah and, and basically like you know gay people take a whole holiday for this fucking week so on the weekend there's like a big pride parade and for my brother, he's been doing drugs, poppers, and having sodomy, rampant sodomy for the entire week. So the lesson is, if you want to have like a good, sick, and wrong guest this week, it's a bad week to do it. If you want your wedding planned, it's a bad week. If you want you know, your interior designing for your you house, it's a bad a week to... Yeah. Briss. <laughs> if you have a briss plan, well, actually, it's probably a good Ain't week. no faggot gonna briss my son. <laughs> it's probably a good week for a briss. Yeah, maybe. No, but I, I but it, it, in on in actuality, what happened is we planned this with my brother. I called him and I asked him to come down today to do the podcast, and he's like, "Dude, it's Gay Pride Week. I'm I'm going out to the disco." There was no argument whatsoever to be made. Dude, he told me, "Well, my brother works at a gay bar, so it's like all week. You know, he's working. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday." And he told me that he they, they bought him as a gift for Gay Pride Week, a leather thong. So he's working in a leather thong. And he's like, if you want, I could wear it to the podcast next Oh, God, week. no. And I'm just like, dude, you will not enter my house in a leather thong. I don't even want him to have, him, him to have it on underneath to, his clothes. I wouldn't be able to eat for a week after seeing that. You might have some toss salad, I mean, My brother kind of looks like Chris Farley. So just to give you a <laughs> mental image out there, okay? A bald Chris Farley. <laughs> In a leather Chris, Chris Farley is bald. Well, now he is. <laughs> but yeah, so... He looks like Chris Farley in his younger days, his younger <laughs> svelte days. When he was, when he had the velveteen touch of a dandy fop. Well, well, well exactly. All in all, my brother couldn't make it down this week because of gay pride. So you can blame the postponement of podcast twenty-five on the gays. Okay. Right. They have to they their, have to go have and their fucking pride. Yeah, you know that they they have pride, they have to have their own holiday, they have to have public sodomy, you know, in the streets. So, yeah, that's why we're going to have to postpone the podcast. And your brother has to be on call for week. that. 
Yeah, my brother is on call for that. He so. can't even make it away for a half hour. So next week, we will be doing Podcast 25, which will be an extra special podcast right. just for you. So this so. is Podcast 26. This through, is podcast uh, some type 26. of time shifting. Well, you know, you can pretend that it's two weeks from now. Dude, we, it's the internet. We can do whatever we want. Exactly. It's freedom. That's that's what I'm talking about. So how are you doing there, uh, Wackerly? Oh, I'm good. Doing pretty good? No, nothing to report, really. Nothing to report? Well, I have something no. to report. I was looking through the internet. It's kind of funny. Someone sent me a link to this website, and I almost crapped my pants laughing. And, you know, at first I was like, you know, I kind of feel bad for laughing about this. I shouldn't be laughing. This is not some, This is not a laughing matter. But maybe it's because I'm a sick and twisted fuck that I find this funny. But I bet you you will find this funny as well. Yeah, most likely. You probably do. So there's a website called NowILayMeDownToSleep.com. So just type that in. Is it a porn in. site? You know, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was like a, a site about like some kind of porn or wet dreams. Sleep fetish? But uh, Never now, mind. That's another podcast. It's now, yeah. You, well, you know how they have those uh, porn sites, just naked chicks sleeping? Right. Yeah, so I, I kind of thought it was something like that, especially for the guy who sent it to me. I was like, oh, dude, I can't open this up at work. But as it turned out, I could open it up at work, but I was chuckling so much that, you know, it kind of caused a little stir. You got a demerit. In the office, yeah. So uh, it's called NowILayMeDownToSleep.com, and... Dude, this website is just fucked up. The concept of this website is fucked up. The fact that people go to this website to to procure these services is fucked up. So what, what happens here is it, it's a website offering services of photographers who will take pictures of your miscarried baby. So if you go to the hospital and you have a miscarriage, you know... And, and the gestation period could be like 20 months. It doesn't have to be like a full-term miscarriage. It could be like a yeah. tiny malformed fetus. Yeah. They'll take pictures, and they'll put it on a DVD to help you remember this. So I looked at their website, and if you go up there, there there's there's some funny stuff on that website. Can, like, I, can I just point out, though, it's kind of a misnomer. It shouldn't be called, you know, now I lay me down to death. <laughs> I think it should just be called, like, smiledeadbaby.com. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. So uh, this amazing time of life is full of mystery. This is from their website. Anticipation, joy, hope, and wonder. Feeling the powerful energy of birth and new life. Watching as a new family is born unto each other. <clears throat> These things humble and amaze. These are the things that we celebrate when a baby is born. But there is another aspect of pregnancy and birth. There is an unexpected place in this journey where some families may find themselves. When a baby dies, a world is turned upside down. Ten ten. Ten 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 ten. So uh what you can do is if um you you turn out that, you know, your baby miscarries, comes out looking like a bloody clot, um, you can hire these photographers to come in and uh take pictures. The the soft, gentle heirloom photographs of these beautiful babies are an important part of the healing process. They allow families to honor and cherish their babies and share the spirits of their lives. But, dude, I mean, the idea of photographing this dead baby, isn't that just wrong? Well, isn't that just is it, Are you supposed to put it on display in your home? Or what do you do with that picture? I, you know, why would you want to constantly constantly be reminded of your miscarried fetus? Well, it's not something you should forget. You know, it's some tragedy, whatever, that happens in your life, makes you stronger, hopefully. But I don't know if, like, a, you know, 18 by 20 sepia tone print of the of the you know remains is the best way to do that 
or a DVD with meaningful music set to it? I, you yeah. know, I don't know. For, for parents experiencing an infant loss as early as 20 weeks gestation. So, dude, 20 weeks. That thing's got to be like the size of your thumb. Or a dime or something. Yeah, I don't know. We can provide you with these heirloom memories of your precious baby. At your request, we'll have a professional ph- photographer come to the hospital location for a private and sensitive photography session. Do you think they have to, like, stop the doctor? Like, wait, don't throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing with that? No, don't put it in the garbage bag. You know, All right. We got to photograph it. Cause, uh, can, I, can I butt in here, though? Because you did send this to me, and I looked at some of the pictures on the site, and uh, I got to say, there's worse stuff out there on the internet. Well, well one, one thing I want to say before we get into this is you can go to this website, and you can see pictures, testimonials of people who have actually had this done. And there's pictures on this website, and this is the most disturbing aspect. They have pictures of parents holding the dead babies, having their, their sons and daughters who are living holding their dead you know, sibling in their hands. And I mean, these pictures are just disturbing. I mean, they're 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 d- disgusting images. I don't understand why some sick and twisted Christian fuck would want to do this. Jewish people don't do this. Oh, I bet you there's a Jew out there who did it. But in general, yes, you're right. They don't. And, and apolog- I, I think it's and, a Christian and plus, the website. Pe- the people who who aren't part of the tragedy, the people who promote people to do this, are definitely those that are trying to you know uh, instill legal rights of life into pre you know pre-birth well, fetuses well i think it's a christian i think the people who started this website are you know part of it they're affiliated with christianity somehow and i think what they want to say is that these babies you know were life they were a human right. life and rick, so rick senator rick santorum made famous by uh dan savage's savage Santorum. yeah he converted his name into uh what it's is a it frothy the... mixture of semen and lube that's expelled out of the after anus, anal sex, after anal sex. Right. but so he's a hardcore right-wing evangelical christian and he did this right his wife had a miscarriage and they took the baby home they from... took the baby home and right. had the and had the kids the whole hold family it. Yeah. Hold it. Take, they probably took pictures with it Dude, Why yeah, wouldn't I'm, you? I'm sure they took pictures to remember it. But I mean, what, let's say you were growing up, you're eight years old, your mom miscarries, and she asks you to come, you know, she she asks you to hold your dead brother in your hands. I mean, what, would you have an issue with that? I mean, would, would, they, would you, what would be going through your mind? No, mommy, no. What did I do? I would just be like, <laughs> Why am I being punished? Get that dead thing away from me you crazy bitch <laughs> no i you know i don't know but I mean, I mean the way that i look at it and i guess i realize that everybody doesn't look at it but that's kind of like if your mom had you know one of her kidneys removed and she brought that home and i wanted you to hang on to that like no i don't want to hold <laughs> on like to something out of your me it's like yeah, here's my of, uterus here's, <laughs> here's my ovaries hold on to them while i take a picture no i don't i don't want to do that no, and I, it's just what what bothers me is the fact that they force their kids to take pictures with this corpse. Well, never you know? forget. I mean, <laughs> they don't forget. do this with grandma when grandma dies. Maybe they, in your family they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't set her up on the chair like and put you on grandpa's lap. He's yeah, all well, cold they and set her, they set her up in the coffin with the open casket funeral, which I'm also not a fan of, by the way. No, neither am I. But that's a whole other issue. But do they take pictures? I don't, I've never seen somebody take a picture of the Are corpse. Are you smiling and posing next to uh, the open coffin? 
with well, little bunny ears over well, if I, if I, dead, you know if i if i had my serene face if i had my choice uh you know when i die i want to be involved and then put in some type of an action position <laughs> with your finger outstretched no like heisman trophy position pose you know something like that just I, set up in front of everybody i've always wanted to be a human pinata Maybe. stuff full of brock's candy how naked from the ceiling everyone gets a bat with my name on it i could get a little messy I think it could, too. But what we we're talking about here is so you can go to this website and you can see pictures of families holding these dead infants. I sent this email to Wackerly thinking it was going to, you know, completely repulse him. And what he sent me it's back. It's a pretty hard thing to do. What he sent me back made me lose my lunch. So if I've I've actually looked into this before, um, and I, I, I bet and you I'm you've not masturbated to this before. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give some credit to the site uh, somethingawful.com because uh, that's kind of where website. I got uh, not turned on to this is the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> clued in, clued Aroused? in. Oh, okay. So the pictures in this website are. Granted, professionally done. And they don't show... Most of the pictures on the website are of, like, pretty near full-term babies, right? Well, on Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, yeah. yeah. It's like they don't have a 20-week-old corpse of an But they will. They say that they will take They say pictures. that they would. I mean, they had some, but it's like these pictures are staged. You know, they're, they have, like, the, the, the backdrop that's, like, some kind of grayish fabric or something, and the family's just kind of posing. It's like a family portrait, right. a familial portrait with the corpse of the baby. Right. But the sites that you sent me look like they were done with a Polaroid camera. Yeah, or like, you know, a f seven-year-ago vintage digital camera. So there's kind of an epidemic on the Internet of uh, people who put up entire website-type shrines to their prematurely miscarried uh, babies or fetuses or well, fetus or whatever. Well, does it help the whatever. healing process? I guess it does, <laughs> but I think there's a problem with, like, when these people never take them down, you know, maybe you want to put a website together and it's a healing process and you leave it up for like a month or two, but these websites are all over the internet, right? And I have a problem, uh, D, you are all about uh, just giving out these web addresses that uh, I don't really feel comfortable with. Well, You're a I, little sicker than me. I want to share these images with the listening audience. I almost think we should put them on the website, but... You, 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 I put the kibosh on that. You demurred on this. I can completely appreciate the sickness and wrongness, but at the same time, I'm not going to give you the web addresses. But I will tell you how I how to get to the web addresses. Okay, well, we'll just, yeah, give, give the route People, to these web addresses. Go to Google, type in miscarriage remembrance website or miscarriage memorial website. Or and, miscarriage porn. <laughs> no, that's something else altogether. <laughs> But you know, like Hot. thousands and thousands of these websites are going to come up, and when you go it's to these, shocking. It and really when you is. go to these websites, they link to all the other ones, right? Because they're all in this like support group, um, and these people put the pictures of these twenty-week-old, you know, little clumps of, you know, maybe kind of looks well, like a person, not even fully formed, like human fetuses. No, some I mean, of them don't have skin yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like you can see there's like the the beginnings of their skull, they're they're sunken in eye sockets. Right, they have really the translucent a, skin. Translucent skin, very weird red lips. They don't um, even have lips some kinda, of these. Yeah, some of them don't have lips. They kind you know, malformed or or half formed limbs. And the parents are holding these these creatures right and and they're posing with it and they're making their four-year-old children living children hold their you know deceased brother yeah 
and, and I understand that or it's a creature. Tra- I understand that it's a tragic thing in somebody's life. I'm not. I'm not trying to belittle that, but I just don't think putting it on the internet is the best way to deal with that for other people to come and look at. Uh, it just uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, other people to exploit, such as us. I mean, that, that's right. it's inevitable. That's, that in, that's inevitable. That's going to happen. Right. No, I don't want to downplay the significance. I mean, if this is part of your healing process, well, yeah, I guess you could hire now. I'd lay me down to sleep and make a fucking DVD or a portrait book or something. Or, or like these websites, you just do it yourself. <laughs> well, the funniest thing about these websites, so, so go check it out, and you can see these horrific images of these, you know, malformed, you know, not even fully formed fetuses that, that the people are posing with. But the funny, funniest aspect of these sites is the music, the MIDI music that they have playing on all of these sites. I don't think I found a single one of these sites that did not have some autom- autoplay MIDI music that immediately starts playing when you bring it up. So if you're at work, you might want to turn your volume down, unless that's the type of thing you listen to in your office all the time. Well, that's what, I mean, it was the pictures. The, the pictures made me lose my lunch, but it was the music that made me cry from laughter. Obviously, you didn't read any of the poems that the parents wrote. Do you have any of those websites up? I, I kind of want to share a couple of these poems that these parents wrote. And um, you can just imagine. I mean, people just think about the, 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 the Christians that are making these websites. You know, we're, we're not talking about T.S. Eliot here. You know? Right. They all seem to call their this kids This isn't their, Lord Byron's poetry. Right. They all seem to call their kids their angels. It's, their, it's always about an angel. This is my angel's website, blah, blah, blah. In loving memory, blah, blah, blah. There's no there's no one that like has this like, yeah, my, my mucus-coated blood clot. No, they sort of gloss over that. <laughs> dude, I, do I don't a, know. I mean, it's something out of like Hellraiser or something or Basket Case, dude. I mean, it's so disgusting. It's disturbing looking, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's vile. It really is. I can't find a poem, but they're here. I just haven't. Uh, I'm not prepared. Well, as so, usual. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you can go to these websites and you can hear the MIDI music. And some of the songs are like actual songs. Like I swear, one of those websites had more than words playing, but a MIDI version, right, of more than words, which just is one of the worst songs I think ever recorded in in the human race. But here's they, a po- here's a poem. I actually okay, found, found one. A poem. So, um, I've Reluctant to use the name, so I'll make one up. Jeffrey, sweet Jeffrey, there is so much I want to say. Your daddy and I miss you more each day. We were happy to find out we were having you, waiting for the day we could hold you and touch you, wanting to touch your sweet face and give you a warm embrace. There's a lot of face embrace. Does it even have a face? I don't know. I, I don't even think it has a face. Well, what we're going to do for you people, I don't know if, you, if you're going to have the wherewithal to actually find these websites for yourself, but at the end of this podcast, I'm going to put together a medley of dead baby music. The MIDI music. Yeah, it's going to be a MIDI music medley of just, I'm going to call it dead baby music. All right. I, I think it will work. That'll be good for the listeners. Too. Well, one more thing on this topic. There's one other website that's related that uh, I found... I found today as well. You had to one-up me one further. I had to one-up you one further. This website, to me, I think is the most twisted thing I've heard in a long time. So the website's called huggableearns.com. And um, what happened here, let me give a little background. So a mom finds a way to hold on to her lost baby. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Wherever she goes, to a restaurant, to visit family and friends, or to a court where her husband faces a murder trial this coming August, Lori Lemons takes her dead daughter with her. Nikita Faith Lemons was two and a half months old when her father, Milton, 
allegedly shook her violently while watching her in the couple's apartment. Apparently, that happens a lot. You know, that happens frequently in Detroit, Michigan. That's where this article is from, the Detroit Free Press. Nikita died the next day, and Lori knew right away that she didn't want to visit a grave. She wanted her daughter cremated so she could keep her ashes at home. But while surfing the web for a suitable urn, Lemons came across HuggableUrns.com, a site from a California company that sells urns shaped like teddy bears. Only in California. Lemons claimed she's like, I thought it was perfect. Now I have something to hold on to. She can join me in parties. I can dress her up for holidays. It's as soft as a baby. Well, almost. She chose a 14-inch tall plush white teddy bear from Huggable Urns. With a zipper in the back and a sturdy plastic-lined velvet pouch inside, it is designed to hold the ashes of a loved one or a cherished pet. If you see somebody carrying one of these around, that person's officially lost it, and you should just stay away. Dude, this woman's mental. I mean, she is completely psychotic. But there's an entire company set up to cater to these mental patients. My son has taken naps with her. I dress her up for the holidays like she's still part of the family. She's just in bear form. <laughs> One day she's going to come home from work, and the dog's going to have chewed up the hug of her urn, and the ashes are going to be <laughs> scattered be all around. All over its mouth. <laughs> it's not going to be a good day for this woman. Huggable urns is just one of the many new ideas being marketed as ways to preserve, display, or even make use of cremated loved ones' ashes. Ashes are being incorporated into jewelry, duck decoys, shotgun shells, fireworks. Duck decoys? Yeah. Shotgun shells. And even Michael Jordan basketballs. I, I don't even understand this. So what you do is you, you, you cremate your, your infant, your deceased loved one, and you put them into like some, one of these inanimate objects. And I was Michael Jordan's to think, balls. Well, what I was trying to think is, like, what would you do? Like, if you could custom, I mean, apparently you can custom order something, a container. I don't know. Fifth of Jack. <laughs> Fifth of Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. I, I was thinking about, about it. about you? I would probably put it in a condom. Just as a little reminder of why uh, why this mistake even happened in the first place. That's sweet. Yeah, it's but you know, what? I, you. I was thinking about this. So people right here are are you know preserving the memory of their their lost one with a huggable urn. You know, this is one step down from having the fucking dead corpse stuffed and preserved on the mantle. You know, people do that with their dogs. Like taxidermy is what you're talking about. Why don't Why didn't she just have the corpse stuffed? Maybe that's a business opportunity for you. I thinking about it. That's a great business venture. God, don't give it away to the listening audience. Or either that, or why don't they bronze the fetus? I mean, people That's do a good it with idea the baby too. shoes, right? You could just, just bronze that little fetus. But you know what the funny thing is? So taxidermy, if like you kill a deer and you have a lot of money, you might have the whole deer stuffed and have like a big deer climbing a fake rock or something in your den. But sometimes, if you don't have as much money, you just you just have the head stuffed. <laughs> So would you offer that as a low-cost option to, to distraught parents? I could see that being at a discounted rate. Just the baby's head on a little plaque that you could hang over the fire. I wonder if you could find a taxidermist who would be willing to stuff a dead baby. You might have to go to taxidermy school yourself. <laughs> you probably have to go to Japan or something or, yeah. or well, China. Yeah, in Japan, they probably do that all or the time. Or in China or something. But no, seriously, this is one step down from that. I mean, you're carrying like, you know, you're carrying a, a, an effigy or, you know, a model, you know, a, something that's preserving your kid. Yeah. That's supposed to represent a symbol that's supposed to represent your kid. It's just 
bothers me that this grown woman is carrying a fucking teddy bear around with her daughter's ashes in it. It's really a symbol of just, uh, you know, worship of material things. Yeah. Well, the article even gets stranger. It says here that this woman... So, uh... This HuggableEarns.com is the brainchild of Alexandra Lachini of Redding, California, 53-year-old woman. But she credits her father, John Romero, who died in 98, with coming up with the idea. And get this. He came up with the idea post-mortem. So he was already dead. When, How did uh, he do that? Well, this is what uh, Lachini says. My dad was not a spiritual guy. When he passed, he started talking to me. He kept telling me, get me out of the closet. I don't want to be in this urn. Get me out of the closet. That's what he said. I'm serious. She went to her mother's house near Lake Tahoe and said, Mom, where's Dad? And she kind of made this funny look and was like, well, he's in the closet. And then she told her mom, well, he doesn't want to be there. She then took her father's ashes home. You know, I don't know what her mom must have been thinking at this point. And he started talking to me about the energy of the ashes and how important it was to keep them and hold them. She said her father told her that he wanted to go places with her. So she put, the, put his ashes in a nylon purse and carried them around with her. Later, he suggested, why don't you put me in a teddy bear? Dude, this, this woman is mental. Well, full of, okay, this brings up a different thing. For a full-grown person, man, who was dead... And uh, is still talking to his wife, wants to be with his wife. Don't you think he'd want to be in, like, a dildo? <laughs> why don't you put me in a dildo? I mean, I, you know, I don't know why Vibrator. Didn't tell her that. Yeah. I mean, actually, that's a good idea. Not for the baby, but for, you know, your dead, departed husband. That'd make you, you in your times of intimate need, you could still be I together. Could I could see that. Yeah. But then again, if you had him stuffed... You could have, you know, his member stiffened. <laughs> Once so, again, an action pose. <laughs> an action pose. God, we're just full of good ideas today. Her, she said her dad guided, guided her to this company, Plush Creations, in San Mateo. And with her design ideas, the company helped create the bears, which come in standard size and can be personalized in various ways, including angel wings, rose petals, and a halo. Maybe the, the, maybe the bear could have a big strap on. <laughs> Or like a leather thong. That'd be like a bear my brother would probably like. Yeah, right. And my brother digs bears. The bear holding Nikita Lemon's ashes also is outfitted in a pink dress that her mother brought, bought for her for Easter. God. She takes her to restaurants, out to dinner, over to family members' houses. Actually, the majority of people I come across say, oh, that is so cool. That is just perfect. I would have never thought of that. And then promptly never talk to her again. And step back, <laughs> watching her really slowly. Yeah. I'm going to go over here now. She's fucking crazy. Well, anyways, I want to I want to wrap this article up here, but um one more funny point about it. So, uh Milton Lemons who murdered the infant at uh, two and a half years of age told police that he was angry and depressed when he shook his daughter to get her to stop crying. <laughs> get this. Detective said he demonstrated using a stuffed bear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lori Lemons, the mother who carries the bear around, said, Milton's seen the bear, though she doesn't think he realizes his daughter's ashes are inside it. Wait, the husband's still around? Yeah, I guess he's he's seen the bear. I honestly don't think he understands. I mean, the bear, just the only justifiable end of <laughs> the story. You're not going to be able to explain this. No, the only justifiable end of the story is that the bear comes to life, like in the Chucky movies, 
uh, child's play, whatever you want to call it, and and just slaughters this guy. And just that starts would be murdering cool. them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's one of the, definitely one of the most sick and wrong things I've come across in a long time. So people go check it out. Now I lay me down to sleep dot com and huggableearns dot com. And then go uh type in in Google dead baby remembrance, miscarriage remembrance. Miscarriage remembrance, remembrance. Mis- miscarriage memorial. They, they both generally lead but to the same thing. But at the end thing. of the podcast we're gonna have a medley of dead baby music for your listening pleasure. It's gonna but, be um, great. Right now, we need to move along with the show. So, as you know, Sick and Wrong is a competition between me and Lance. We scour the uh, the various newspapers and internet sites for the most disturbing articles of the week. We present them here on the show. You vote for them at Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com, and the winner gets a case of beer. I believe Lance Wackerly won last week for uh, Podcast 24. With the article about the bumbling serial murderers. They weren't even serial murderers. The bumbling murderers. Just murderers, yeah. Bumbling murderers. I think you unanimously, well, you had like something like 25 votes for that. And I think I had one for the uh, toilet murderer. So um, I think you're going to have to kick it off here for podcast 26. All right, we spent a lot of time talking about those dead babies, so we got to blow through this stuff pretty quickly. I love talking about dead babies, I know. dude. I it was a go good on intro. And on about we it. could have done the whole thing, but so I'm going to go pretty quickly here. So this story is not great, but it does have an aspect that I think bears uh, pointing out. We've been talking about white trash with a lot of our uh, listeners, listeners for different countries, getting to know well, what is white trash like in Norway? What's white trash like in Hungary? What is white trash like in? Uh, it's been a I recurring know, segment North here Africa. in the show. Yeah. But I think we've kind of been getting a little bit off track with that because people have been emailing us, uh, you know, what they call what they think are white trash in their country, like Neds or Chavs or or whatnot. But uh, I, they seem to be just describing people who are poor, white, well, white trash or poor, and obnoxious. But that's not the only thing that white trash is. No, there's various qualities that define white trash. American white trash. It has special aspects that they're definitely white, poor, and obnoxious, but they also have to sort of live in a rural area, you know, out in the sticks. Like Kentucky. Probably in a trailer. They're generally, like, very patriotic, even they, though the government screws them any chance it can get. They tend to have mullets and drink shitty beer. Yes. That's beat a, their wives. Yeah. Children. Right. And do meth. Right. But I don't think I, I don't think all these our listeners are exactly talking about that type of Well, person. maybe it's white trash in their country. Right. Well, I, I got to kind of – this story kind of is a good case study of some American homegrown real white trash that points good out a lot Yankee of Yankee white trash. Are they Yankees? No. These are Southerners. These are – Okay. Uh, so these are bona fide American white trash oh, yeah. here. South. Oh, Arkansas. Yeah. Like George Bush. So the, no, ma- Bill Clinton. the mayor of McNeil, Arkansas, who was 83 years old, he's been the mayor for 38 years – Hey, how why the hell does that happen? Why fit? Because they all like him. He's a good old boy. I thought they only had an eight-year term, though. No, he's a mayor. They can do whatever they want. Okay. I mean, it's all the, up to the up to the township, right? I, I I guess they decide, you know, according to what you know what their municipal laws are. I guess. So Ralph Ward was eighty-three. Been the mayor for thirty-eight years. Everybody likes him. He's a good old boy. He drives a, a truck. Boy. Got a flag in the back. Shotgun hanging from the window. He's a good old patriotic American. Good old boy. Well, he was found stabbed in his chair to death. Oh shit! 
uh, one night. Probably a trailer, although they don't specify, but I kind of assume. In Arkansas, I would assume. That I should, have, I should point out that this town that he's the mayor of is uh, has 650 residents. <laughs> so if you're like at a even sort of a small rock concert, there's probably more people there than live in this town. I think more people died in the Great White um, Inferno. I'm pretty sure they did, yeah. Um, so, well, guess who they uh, the suspects are? White trash? Well, yeah, because they're his relatives. <laughs> okay, okay. His granddaughter, uh, and let me find it now. I'm kind of missing all my notes. Uh, his granddaughter, uh, Nina uh, McNeil, because he's Ralph McNeil, right? Wow, these are really screwed up. Hang on. <laughs> so Nina murdered her her grandfather. Right. Ni sorry, Nina Bolton, who's 50, and her boyfriend, Shanti Smith, 27. Wait, not Michael Bolton's daughter. <laughs> no, he's okay. uh, he's Mayor uh, Ralph... God damn it, dude. Bolton? Ralph Ward's... Eight, who's eighty three? His daughter, his granddaughter's fifty. That's another hallmark of white her, trash. Her though. boyfriend's twenty seven. Yeah. Well, his boyfriend's. Well, you know, it's like uh, her, his daughter married a guy, and that's his, her oh, dad's. Okay. Name. So, uh, but her boyfriend's twenty seven. <laughs> um, so yeah, they think it's her, but uh, Bolton, the granddaughter, just got out of prison <laughs> six months ago. She was serving, and she'd served six years of a twenty year sentence. For killing her husband. For killing her husband. Right. Her husband was Dude, how the... How the fuck uh, do you get out in six years after killing your husband? It was, it was probably some, you know, I'm sure there were some uh, extenuating circumstances. Well, maybe it's because her grandfather was the mayor. <laughs> yeah, got her out. <laughs> that was the worst thing he's ever done. So her husband that she killed, he was the uh, deputy sheriff and the waterworks manager. <laughs> <laughs> She's going through the whole governing body of this town. Well, she, uh, you know, is either related or has killed them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think everyone's related in this town. So she, she kind of explained that uh, probably why she got out is because she explained why she killed her husband is that he was abusive, which is another very white trashy thing to do. You know, have an abusive husband, abuse your husband, abuse your wife, abuse your kids. That's, you know, par for the course. Um, one of her relatives uh, says... About this new murder of the granddad, who's the uh, mayor. I can't believe that Nina would be involved in the killing of her own grandfather. I know people change over the years, but it's not like she was estranged from him or didn't get along with him. I know people change over the years, but wait, she just murdered her husband six years ago. She's not changing at all. How, how do? Yeah, I mean, how would she even change? Like, what, what is this guy thinking? It's the inbreeding. It's the inbreeding. It They're affects not. the reason. Right. So, um... Another thing that I thought was funny about this, you know, they stabbed him to death. Not particularly sick, but like I said, I'm just trying to illustrate the real qualities of white trash in America. Um, so Nina, uh, what did so I say her she's, last time? So she's accused of stabbing. Allegedly, she stabbed him to death. There's only 650 people in the town, dude. They know it was her. Okay. <laughs> Who and else she, was it? And she murdered her husband and, right. and did time in prison, so yeah. And her boyfriend that's All half her, are pointing her, her boyfriend that's half her age helped her with it. Shanti Smith. Shanti. Um, and they are uh, being represented by public defendants. <laughs> her grandfather's the mayor, but she can't afford a lawyer. She can't even afford a lawyer. Dude, right. they all live in the trailer park. I bet you this town is just one big trailer park with 650 people in it. You're probably right. In four trailers. Yeah, you're probably right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story. So the woman's accused of 
murdering her her grandfather, who's the mayor, and had help with her boyfriend, Shanti. Right, and she just got out of prison serving less than half of her sentence for murdering her husband. Murdering her dead husband. Who was abusive, don't get, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, on the sick and wrong scale, I guess it, it is a murder. I mean, he was stabbed to death, probably in his trailer. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – it's not necessarily sick. It's definitely wrong. I mean, it's sick. It's a murder. I think I'm going to have to go with a six for this. Yeah, I'm probably going to give it a four. That was so one being the worst, ten – one being, you know, not so sick, ten being the worst. I, I think I'm going to probably have to give this a six. I'm going to have to give it probably the first below five score. I'm going to give it a four because that was just my half-ass attempt. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, it's very enlightening. You um, kind of enlighten the listening audience yeah, as maybe, to American white trash. You never know. Maybe they'll like it. Well, that's what I think a lot of people appreciate Sick Wrong, the podcast, because it's a learning experience for many people. Well, uh, let's move on to my article. I think I'm not going to have a problem slaying that one. But, um, yeah, I leave it up to uh, you, the listening audience, to decide. So here's my article for Podcast 26. It's a shorty, but a goody. Um, Definitely very graphic and uh, no shortage of gory details here. But the article isn't very long. So um, headline here is, uh, Please find two bodies and three heads at a car crash scene. How does that happen? How does that compute? Two-headed person? You don't know. Yeah, you, know, you almost think that uh, someone ran over a Siamese twin. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, uh, to my chagrin, that didn't happen. Damn. Cops learn of earlier death after severed head hits the road during the accident. So um, this happened in uh, Boise, Idaho. A man transporting his wife's severed head in a pickup truck. Don't quite understand why he was doing that. Crashed into an oncoming car, killing a woman and her four-year-old daughter. The impact sent the head flying onto the road. So initially, I thought that this guy was driving with his wife's severed head in the passenger seat, obviously not buckled in. And uh, when they got in the accident, the head flew out the window into the oncoming car, causing the other accident. But that's not what happened at all. The airbag didn't stop it. The airbag did not stop it. What happened is he slammed his truck into this woman's car, killing her and her daughter, and then the head, because it was not strapped in, flew out of his truck and landed in the road. And uh, police made this uh, gruesome discovery. But uh, but I was thinking about that. You know, if you're going to drive around with a severed head, you got to know that there's going to be some movement. Right. Why wouldn't he secure it? You might want to put it in the trunk. I would put it in a trunk or maybe in a bag or something, or like a child seat. You know, <laughs> like one of those little child seats you could strap it in. Right. Uh, you know, I, I could see that. I, I don't know why you never he know. Didn't. You might get in a wreck, head-on collision. So a Boise police officer was driving behind. Um, the guy's name is uh, Alofa Time. <laughs> You're <laughs> you know, shitting I, me. I, I kind of glossed over that. I'm sorry. The, uh, the person who was driving the truck with his uh, wife's severed head is named Alofa Time. A-L-O-F-A Time. A loaf of time. A loaf of time. Yeah. I made a loaf of something else just before the show. But a loaf of time was driving his truck on a busy road when he noticed the man's erratic driving. So the cop, Boise police officer, is driving behind a loaf of time who was driving in a truck with his wife's severed head. Let me get my facts straight here. He, the cop noticed that a loaf 
was driving erratically and then watched him slam into the car that was ahead of him. Time 51 was not injured, um, he, but he told his police officers after they found the head that he was involved in his wife's death. Well, what I don't understand is what, what was going through this guy's mind? Obviously, there's some kind of psychosis here. But, I mean, he's driving around in his pickup truck with his wife's severed head in the passenger seat. Right. I wonder well, if he was talking to it. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, what was he saying? Were they, was he playing uh, that Guns N' Roses song, Used to Love Her, But I Had to Kill Her? Maybe. You know, I don't know. I mean, do you think they were having, like, a little conversation? Bitch, quit nagging me. <laughs> I wonder if that's why he slammed the car, because she was still bitching at him driving. He could, he could probably, I mean, she was probably such a nag that he probably still heard her in his head. You know what he should have done? Is he should have just cremated that corpse and put stuffed her in a teddy animal. bear. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe put her in a beer and drank it. I don't know. Or in a fifth of Jack. How confused do you think the cops were after the at the crime scene or the accident scene? Apparently they're I mean, they're completely confounded. Because what they found is that so the, the, the two so the, the, the mother and her four year old daughter died, but there's an eight year old that actually lived. Uh, made it through the accident. Then they find the other guy. Alofa Time, who's driving the pickup truck. <laughs> it's kind of hard to say that name without laughing. So they find Alofa Time, who's driving, who's completely not even injured, which always ha- tends to happen. So um, once they found the head, they uh, searched Time's house in Nampa, Iowa, and they found the decapitated body of his wife, 47-year-old Teresa Time, in a car inside the garage. She most likely had been dead for several hours. That's what Nampa police said. So what I don't understand, here's another question. is: So he cut her head off, took the head, put it in his car, and then left her body in another car? Apparently. I mean, do you think he cut the head off in the car? I, you know, I unclear. don't know. Unclear. I'm unclear on the concept. So an autopsy is scheduled next week to determine Teresa Time's cause of death. A uh, time, a loaf of time, was being, <laughs> was being held on two counts of second-degree murder in the deaths of Samantha Murphy and her daughter, the four-year-old daughter. Uh, Murphy's other daughter was injured, but she was in stable condition. Um, Hightower, who was one of the police police officers who was on the scene, said— Yeah, was, he was in Police Academy, the movies. <laughs> Me and actually, Joe Green. Actually, I think Hightower in this article is a woman, but um, you know, I'd like Damn. to I'd like to mentally picture— Ruin you know, my uh, image. Joe Green. So uh, Hightower said it was one of the more horrific and complex crime scenes on memory. A woman and her child killed in a crash and a severed head from an earlier homicide. It's nothing short of bizarre and tragic. So, um, you know, what? I, I do think that there should be a follow-up article with this one sometime in the near future. Yeah, we need to find out about the actual murder. There's just so many questions left unanswered. But um, two things going for this uh, for, for this article are definitely the names: Alofa Time and Officer Hightower. I mean, how random is that? Yeah. Well, this one definitely gets a sick and bizarre score. Well, that's a, on the sick and wrong scale. I'm gonna have to give this. I mean, the guy was driving around with his wife's severed head in the pickup truck, then smashed into some you know smashed into some like innocent woman who was driving with her children Mur- you know she died she was killed and her daughter was killed so three people died obviously he was article. distracted by his wife's severed head i bet you she was bitching from beyond the grave right i'm gonna have to give this probably a nine 
Yeah, I'll give it a nine point. Give nine. it a nine? Yeah. Well, we invite the listening audience to vote as to how sick and wrong this article really is. Sick and wrong podcast at a hotmail.com. And you can decide who gets the case of beer this week for podcast 26. Yeah. Well, um, we must conclude the show here. Stay tuned next week for uh, Podcast 25, where we will do the special podcast. I promise you this time. I'm not going to drop the ball. I will get my gay brother on the show to share his own personal sick and wrong story Dude, for your listening pleasure. We will Shanghai him if need be. I think you can take part in that. <laughs> I, I think you can do that. But you know what? As as an apology here for uh, for doing that, I created my own sling Sling Blade Tribute. It's a, it's an audio... I don't even know what I would really call it. What would you call it? An audio presentation? I'd call it a perfect uh, envisioning of uh, an aspect of Carl's life that not a lot of people get exposure to. We fetishize the movie Sling Blade here on Sick or Wrong Podcast. So what I, what I call this little audio presentation is called Carl Gets Laid. Sling Laid. And so I'm going to post that on the website so you can check it out because I feel bad. But um, yeah, right now, just enjoy the dead baby music medley yeah d hit me with some of that i will and until next week take it sleazy Should be thankful that I had.